0: Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level.
1: It's time to level up.
0: Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today, we will be discussing comfort zones and
1: confidence building. This is a question as well that always seems to come up. And I think it might be because obviously we put ourselves out there a lot, and people Mm. often say, you know, how do you have the confidence to do that? And whether it's mental, physical, intellectual, whatever sort of confidence and how that shows up for you, a lot of body confidence, like that's in the media a lot at the moment. um, I think it's important to sort of discuss this topic about the mindset. It's not so much about what you know, so to speak. It's more about how you demonstrate and show confidence in yourself. And there's no clear cut answers. Like, Mm. I think it's really important to understand that.
0: Yeah, really well said. And it's definitely an acquired skill to feel mm-hmm. confident within yourself and your actions. And we've spoken in many episodes before that, you know, you need to just go through trial and error and then go little bit by little bit. You don't just wake up and become confident in something. I mean, you and I, I'd imagine are both very different to when we were younger. If yeah. you would think of little Danny and the word confidence, they would not go in the same sentence. One no way. Bit. No. But then little by little, you become confident. And now it's gotten to the point where you and I have very big life overhauls very often. Like if I don't have a life overhaul of something that scares the shit out of me, that's more painful now than doing the actual thing. Mm, like you mean when you've got something challenging you coming up, like something, yeah, yeah like I throw I'm like hmm, nothing's really challenged me for a while right I'm gonna start seminars or I'm gonna do this which we'll all yep. get into after but
1: like I crave that now yeah so do I that dopamine yeah. sort of hit and um yeah it's something like Luca always say to me he's like if you know like every time you do something you just take on something else and you, and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. But that's, I'm like, great. Finish this course. I'm going to do another one and just sit in comfort. So like, I think Mm. it's important to be uncomfortable, but it's, I think it is also important to consolidate things as well and be like, cool. Things feel a bit slower. I'm Mm. going to enjoy this for a little bit. I've definitely been doing that. Um, Have you? Well, not this week. I did tell you how, um, and I think everyone else knows that Luke's had surgery this week. So mm. I've been playing full-time business owner, full-time housewife, full-time nurse. I thought I left that. Oh. <laughs> I'm here nursing and I've got to give Luke like all these medications, his Clexane and all this sort of stuff every night. And um, so oh, I've been really? biting my nails this week.
0: <laughs> oh, How's he been going with the recovery to have your uh, Achilles? Like how big yeah. was the the tear?
1: About six centimeters. That's he's done massive. A really good dash. <laughs> yeah, massive. he's done a huge like do you know? And do you know what? It's actually been really inspiring to watch his mindset because I would be distraught, right? Like yeah. we've spoken about how injury impacts us. And yeah. I've had back niggles and hamstring stuff and things in the past and wrist pain. And now I look at how minute those things are. And yes, like it is, you know, contextual to the person, but to have something where you can't actually physically walk. Shower, like do Mm. human activities, like activities of daily living Mm. without assistance and to lose that independence at a young age, even though he's fine, he's had surgery, he's recovering well. I'm just sort of like, oh, I would, it would be really hard to adopt a growth mindset around that. And we're going to talk about that, but um, he's been Massive. so optimistic, which has been really good to see.
0: Yeah. Well, probably because he hasn't had to do all the housework for the first time <laughs> <Yeah.
1: ever. laughs> oh, my, Did my first <laughs> load of washing this year. I'm not joking. <laughs>
0: How'd it go? Did everything shrink or did the colours mix or they were okay? They were fine because it's all on cold washed, it's all in together. Luke can't helped. go
1: wrong. <laughs> oh, oh, you put the whites and the blacks together. Yeah, on cold, it's fine. Um, <laughs> do you know what frustrates me though is my clothes are so small, so like uh, they don't tang up much room. Luke's is like a bed sheet. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I wash like four pairs of your shorts for a whole load. So, okay, so I've been I've been I sound like really entitled, but I'm just not a housewife at all. That's, I have a clean You push your,
0: pull your weight other ways, you know, but that's hey, it. you've learned that and you got out of your comfort zone and did the washing, which, <laughs> you know, took it's, the bins it's, out, it's took great. the bins out. That's uncomfortable. See, like it can be as small or big, um, but in all seriousness, like that's awesome. Good. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm glad he's recovering well. And um, yeah, so being out of the comfort zone, it doesn't have to be big, dramatic examples that we mm. will be using today because I think it's better for the listener, but it can be something small like doing the washing for the first time. Mm. We all had to learn that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. So I've written down a few points because Danny and myself are um, always putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations. And even I'm noticing myself smile and go, oh like with that from thinking about some of those things and I think it's important to go through a few of the key steps that we've got listed here today or just some of the ways that you can think about uncomfortable situations and try and digest it in your brain and sort of um, I guess relay it out so the first Mm. thing that i have had to work really hard on is letting go of always being in control Mm -hmm. um and i was reading um, this stoic book and one of the activities in it was writing down at the end of each day everything you had in control and everything you didn't have in control at the end of the day and it's just like Mm -hmm. an activity and it's amazing how many things you think you have in control but you actually don't yeah um and it sort of comes to a realization that the actual only thing you have in your control is your reaction and your responses yeah. to situations.
0: I really like that, actually. And that is important. And, you know, mm. people like us, we love being in control. Yeah. Like, that's just um, I was the word control freak. It's still a thing, but I think that's a negative yeah. way. Like, it is, it's not it? bad to want to have control because... No. You know, by having control, you get what you want in most cases because, and it's not in a bad manipulative way. It's, it can be in an empowering way. However, you're right. There's only so much you can control. So the mm. control that we have is only based on our actions. Mm. Yes, we can influence other people's responses, but at the end of the day, we mm. cannot control everyone and everything around us. Mm. And why would we? Because then life would be very boring. If we could control every single outcome of every day until we die, boring, boring, mm. You know, we have to embrace it.
1: Absolutely. And one of the activities that I do with um, some of my girls in our like growth um, coaching stuff is writing down something that you wanted to focus on for the week. And it's amazing how many things come up that's actually out of their control. Mm. And they'll say like, "Oh, I'll get eight hours of sleep tonight. And I'm like, mm. It's not really in your control is getting eight hours of sleep. You can actually give yourself an eight-hour sleep opportunity, but what if the dog's up barking next door and you'll Mm. put all your success in that, that basket or, you know, it was some other foreseen event Event happens that's going yeah. to take that away, and then we we've given that result, that success, that feeling of achievement mm. to something that's not in our control. So that's why we look at process based goals over result based goals, and, and yeah. thinking about well, what can I do? And I think just actually like putting pen to paper and being like, uh, you know, well, what's in my control and what's not. It it got me stumped being like. What was in my control again? It was like, okay, well, that could happen. But what I was in control of was how I responded to this situation. What I said, nice. what I did, how I felt, how I reacted, um, the, the things that I've learned, like those sorts of things are in your control, but the responses of other people or what they think or what they do are completely out of your control. And it's ironic because they're normally the things that we're fixated and worry about that hinder us from actually taking action.
0: Yeah. Really well said and I really love how you highlighted process-driven goals rather than results-based goals Mm. because results are a byproduct of a process. Um, yeah, and I really like that. Often we do fixate on other people and how they react and, and we define our self-worth with that, but that's dangerous. You cannot place those expectations on anyone, okay, mm. and then give them the, the. you need to know that you can't control other people. And what I find really important for my own development over the years, I used to, and I always refer back to the Google calendars where I'd pack everything in, <clears throat> excuse me, and try and control everything in my schedule, mm. but it's impossible. We need to give ourselves that white space or blank Mm. area for creativity to come up for relationships to form, to, Mm. to meet someone, to go in, enjoy the sunshine. Okay. We need to hand over some of that control, Mm. um, to let life happen. And that's where the beauty is in life. Yeah.
1: And I'm just, I'm just smiling because (laughs) I remember when we first started recording, Danny. We (laughs) try to find, would try to find time to record, and we would send each other screenshots of our Google Calendar and be like, "Yeah, far out."
0: No (laughs) chance, (laughs) right?
1: It's no, it's no joke. It's like asking yourself, okay, well, when's my time off? When's my gap? When's, when's my downtime and play? And it's like, oh yeah, well, here's a two hour block. It's like, well, wrong answer. Like we mm-hmm. need creating space for the what ifs. Yeah, you know, What if you get a flat tire? I always pencil in way more time than I need for training than what yeah. I actually do. Because one thing that that is just a disaster is when I feel rushed. If I yeah. feel like rushed, I, I rush, I do a shitty job and we try and skim through it. And that's yeah. natural. That's what we do as humans is we try to survive and not so much thrive. Whereas when we've got those gaps and those spaces to actually think logically and turn mm. our frontal cortex on and actually put our thought processes into what we're doing, mm. we've to have better
0: outcomes. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. Um, and particularly with personal trainers as well because obviously the majority of our listeners are trainers you know packing clients back to back to back to back to back honestly for me with my very small amount of face to face that I still do I leave time in between mm-hmm. there is nothing worse than you seeing a patient or or someone based off a time frame like you want them to get the result when they're ready. Like in that time, they've got their result. They're done. Cool. You have a little break, eat, go to the toilet, whatever next person start fresh. Okay. Mm. So by allowing more time in between things, you will perform better in those tasks. Mm. And you and I've gotten way better, like our schedules now, even though we are doing more, we are making bigger moves rather than just
1: cramming everything in. Yeah. Mm. I find a lot of the, um, traditional advice that goes around about productivity is very contradicting mm. so people will say like schedule everything you know like make the most of all your time schedule less so you're more productive and like i i find a lot of that advice very conflicting and i really do feel like you've got to find what works for you for yeah. me i know as soon as i feel overwhelmed and anxious everything's offline and i just can't focus because mm. i just get so overwhelmed when there's too much of a task In front of me, or too many tasks in front of me. So, when I've got this big long to do list, it just doesn't work well for me. I can't process those sorts of things. So, when it comes to figuring out what you can control, you know, you've got to really customize it and figure out what you need. Yep. Perfect. Are we going to go through all the points and then tell everyone what we're up to? How do you want a word today? Yeah. Maybe we'll go into self-trust because I feel like that leads in nicely. So when it comes to self-trust, like what I sort of believe whenever you're about to do something uncomfortable, it's about asking, like, do you back yourself in what you're doing? Mm -hmm. A lot of the times when we lack confidence, it's because we don't have the foundational knowledge in what we're saying, doing or advertising or promoting. And you can see this like clear cut. You really can't fake it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, even with your seminars, Danny, like going in there and be like, do I back what I know? Am I presenting what I'm passionate about, what I'm experiencing, what I believe in, what I truly in my heart believe is the right information that's going to help people? Because, regardless, like whether people think you're right or wrong, that's going to show in the way that you present.
0: Exactly right. And self-trust is so important. And that's where you can confidently deliver that information. You know, if we were here talking about a random topic that we didn't have any idea about, it we would not appear confident, okay, in ourselves in what we're saying. And self-trust, it takes time, okay. But for anyone who... Wants to just, you know, I won't even talk about presenting, but do something that challenges them a little bit. Make sure you're well equipped. Okay. You've asked for help or you've read a book or Mm. you you feel that you have enough information for that time. Yeah. There's a difference though between because it's easy to fall into the I'll never know enough. I don't know enough. I need to know more. Start small. For I get a lot of people, because I mentor coaches as well. We, you know, we deal with coaches. This gets a post on social media because they don't want to get attacked. I
1: know.
0: You get that all the time, right? And oh, it's like, A, no one heart will heart. actually attack you unless you put that energy out. Yep. And B, start small. Teach mm. something that you're really confident in, a squat, mm. like, or, or something really tiny that you're actually so confident in that you cannot stuff it up yep. and then build from there. Like we did not wake up and then become who we were straight away. We started small, posting maybe a little selfie or a little story for 15 seconds. We still do. You know what I mean? And then it it grows. So start small, something that you're confident in and you trust yourself in. Yeah, scaffold
1: from there. And I was actually talking about this on my story the other day because I saw someone um, on their story (laughs) talking about Mm. how she felt um, the pressure of social media to post educational content for it to be valuable and Mm -hmm. she was sort of saying like you know it's hard to keep up with everyone who's posting all this educational content and you know what I do is not valuable and I was sort of like hang on this is a visual platform people don't actually just come here for education they Mm -hmm. come here for entertainment they come here to look at pretty things they come Mm -hmm. here for inspiration motivation um who are those funny guys that oh the
0: unemployed inspired inspired
1: unemployed like love them that's not educational yeah, that's, that's what I was sort of thinking. Is in our space, it can be really demotivating if you're comparing yourself to the intellectual who that's their identity. You know, like yeah. that's 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 them. Don't yeah. try and copy them and try and put out the same educational messages. Like, do what you do best, and that's you. So mm. I think like we've all got like a few key words like that. Sort of, we want to be remembered and and, and remembered for if educational or you know, intellectual isn't one of those don't, it if it doesn't come naturally it. that educational educator side part of you like that's a huge part of me mm. um, but if that doesn't come naturally to you and what you want to do why do it do you know what I mean mm. like glamour doesn't come naturally to me so I'm not gonna like go out there and you know glamour it would feel I, I put makeup on the other day and went to a wedding and I was like I don't want to post I feel <laughs> I feel not myself yeah and I exactly. think it's really important to just not demotivate yourself by comparison that's right imagine if we all of a
0: sudden had to run a makeup channel I'd I'd curl into a ball and that'll be the end and and there are cats on Instagram that have more followers than us you know what I mean It's, it's and I spend hours watching all those stupid videos and but it's great when I need to switch off that is serving me a purpose a stupid video of someone dancing around doing something stupid is what I need at that time so it is still valuable Yes. Obviously, for coaches and things, it's a little bit different because, okay, to climb the hierarchy of being a coach, you need to be educated and know what you're doing. But yeah. remember, there are clients on all spectrums yeah. from yeah. new, compl- never touched a weight in their life to advanced Olympic athletes. Okay. Yeah. So you need to fit in where you serve your purpose. If you're mm. starting out as a trainer, start with beginners. They Mm. will not care about the latest educational study and everything. Okay. You can Mm. educate yourself on it, but to have it like as your ammo, but you don't need to portray Mm. that to people. Okay. Some people just want to come and do a boot camp and boxing and just have a bit of a laugh. Yeah. Awesome. So find where you fit on that spectrum. It's okay. And we've all been at the start,
1: it's fine. I still laugh about when I promoted keto like (laughs) guys and waist trainers and I think it's actually so important to name this because you don't walk in with understanding length tension relationships and biomechanics and all these sorts of things right scaffolding you start at the bottom with everyone else everyone is a beginner at the start and I don't know why everyone's fearful of being that if we go out and we want to do martial arts or dancing or pole dancing or whatever we're going to suck too yeah that's totally fine and obviously I did um, the school talk at the start of the week and I remember talking to Luke about it and he's like look this is not going to be the first time you um the last time you do this and this is not going to be the best so how did it go to... now that you've
0: opened it I mean don't ask you how it <laughs> went because I'm so fucking proud of you <laughs> how did the school <laughs> talk
1: go Sherelle please yeah it was really good um, so I did like a like a, a double lesson workshop on you know how I made that diagram for training around yeah. your cycle I yeah. sort of altered it to just more understanding awareness of your cycle and then we did like four activities. So um for the week one I just had like all the pads and the tampons and the cups and like the period undies. Have you yeah. seen those? I've got them I haven't oh. actually worn them though. I feel a bit weird. Are they nah. are they good? They're the bomb.com seriously okay. done it so good. Okay. Where were they like 10 years ago? Seriously yeah. um so that was good. And then showing a lot of them those um, different sort of um, sanitary items that they probably they hadn't seen. Like a lot of them hadn't seen the cups or the period mm. undies and stuff. like How that. old
0: were these um, girls? Year 10.
1: Cool. Yeah. So most of them have their period. 16? Yeah. 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 Most of them have their period. Amazing. Um, and then the second station we did, um, like, looked at discharge and different textures and what that would look like. Got some egg whites and some cottage cheese. Did pie. you actually? <laughs> yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah. Get your hand in there. It's practical. Yes. Um, and then week three, we made bliss balls and talked about appetite and everything coming out of ovulation and why they might be feeling that. And then um, for the week four, we did like um, get out of a rut routine, so like a PMS if you're experiencing those things, and then a bit of a map game with an activity. So that yeah, was cute. You. That's really good. Obviously, well, not obviously, but I'd imagine you know Luke being
0: a teacher, did he help you at all with that, or it was all you? He helped me with. Obviously, he doesn't has no
1: context. Well, with yeah, <laughs> with, with the, the, the teaching side of it. Yeah, but I made like a PowerPoint because right. that was hard for me. I was like, you know. I do a lot of coaching calls, but I don't do a lot of like, let me present mm. and then no one respond. Like I, I love having dialogue with people and generating content. Obviously it's not appropriate for a classroom setting like that. And mm. that's why I decided to break up into workshops to be able to go around and do that. That worked really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fine. He helped me with the lesson planning. So I made up like worksheets and stuff like that, that they could go around and he mm. um, yeah, did that. So that was really good
0: congratulations um how did it feel afterwards yeah it obviously good. it's something that's scary right you've never done it before so i was stepped, so nervous yeah how did you, come- yeah, how'd you tackle the nerves that came up what did you do you walk us through it
1: um <laughs> what did i do i had a lot a lot of time to prepare for it so mm-hmm. with the worksheets i met with the teacher a couple of times on zoom and planned it out to make sure that it was all fine because it was a catholic school as well i couldn't talk ah. about like contraception and i just had to be oh. careful with a few things um mm. So again, that's why it comes back to self-trust. Like at yeah. the end of the day, I was sort of like, I back my knowledge. I know this so well, I could teach it to year 10s. Yeah. And that's the way I went into it being like, if I can just give them some takeaways. And that was what Luke was good for. He's like, Luke, um, Sherelle, if you can go in and, and they can just come out with one few takeaways from each Yeah. There that's so much for you tens. Like, yeah. and I was like, okay. So, you know, and when I was creating the PowerPoint and the worksheets, you know, us, right. Like I'm trying to get deep. Oh my gosh. Should I call that ovulatory phase or post ovulatory phase? Mm. And, you know, it looks like doesn't matter. Simple. Like <laughs> simplify. simplify less is more. So I went in with that um, sort of approach and just, again, just backed myself and was just like, You know, if I can just be relatable and present this in a digestible way that they're going to understand that they're going to and create a safe space. Because that was my one thing being like, you know, the worst thing you could do in something like that was make people feel uncomfortable and awkward. So that's what I was like. We need them. I need to create comfort. I did that with like a question box and just sort of trying to create more of like connection with the girls because I feel like the safer that people are, the more they're going to ask um, questions on uncomfortable topics like that. And they were, like, I was really surprised. Like, miss, what about miss. blah, 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 And I'm like, oh, God, like, oh. okay, we can answer
0: that. <laughs> um, That's
1: so good. <gasps> but, Amazing. Um, yeah, it was great. It was great. So it couldn't have gone any better. I didn't yeah. have no expectations of myself either. Like, yeah. it's something I would love to do is just, like, you know, present that stuff because it was just... It's amazing how little we know, like as mm. teenagers mm. and it's a brilliant it's
0: brilliant. So are you going to do it again or yeah yeah, I think so. absolutely. Yep.
1: Yep. and it's oh. like
0: electric after presenting, right? You're on such a high the whole time, kind of like competing because, I think competing helps with presenting from my own experience as well. You have to be on all the time because all eyes are always on you. You Mm -hmm. are the authority. You are that presence. And it's just a next level, amazing challenge, right? It's addictive. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: Yeah, it was like, I can't even describe how much out of my comfort zone that was. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so awesome. I think it's important to, to highlight that though and recognize that, None of this stuff comes so natural to us. Mm. Something I have learned to do in myself is sit down, pause, and be like, am I nervous or anxious or am I excited? Because to me, I respond exactly the same. Yeah, We all do. It's the
0: same. Yeah, right?
1: Yeah. And a lot of the times I would default to be like, oh, I'm so nervous. I've done it on this podcast like twice. I've said Mm -hmm. like three times. I'm not nervous. I'm excited. And as soon as you say that and you change your mindset around what you're actually feeling and what you're about to do, you can actually reflect the excitement and not the nervousness.
0: Yeah, amazing. It's all about what you tell yourself about those feelings because you get, you know, you might sweat a little bit or your heart rate increases and, you know, you and I talk a lot when we're nervous, which is awesome, but then also not because you're not present. Um, And it's just about, yeah, acknowledging that and then catching yourself out on the triggers that make you more nervous. For us, Mm -hmm. you know, lack of preparation doesn't serve us. um, Mm I'm feeling like we've got too much on. So yeah, before we both present, we like to know that we're prepared. Um, The schedule's not super packed. So you're not running off adrenaline. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, for me, I just have 10 minutes to myself, deep breaths of nothingness. I'm not always on the phone. Cool. You're on game time. You're switching to that character. Mm -hmm. I just, it's just the best. Well done. I'm proud. That's
1: so good. <laughs> it's something I never thought I'd do. You know, it's something Prime. you never sort of think of. Um, it's something I'm realizing about myself. Like I said, this is such a strong educator part of me. It just shows up in so many different ways. Um, obviously working with Michelle as well, it's been easy to sort of pick up on this. And I can be like, tell
0: you're using a lot of the language from the art of noticing with Michelle. <laughs> yeah. So
1: that's good. Yeah. yeah. So it does become more natural to you. And we discussed a while ago, like, on our growth mindset podcast, which we got so much positive feedback Mm. from um, about like limiting beliefs. And one of mine has always been that I'm not smart enough. So when you put, that's why I feel like uncomfortable sometimes when I put myself in intellectual spaces where you're the authority figure now and people are looking at you saying these things and you can get a bit of imposter syndrome if if that doesn't actually resonate to you. So it's about that, like collecting evidence that we always speak about and being like reinforcing that confidence in yourself and that inner trust. Yeah. Being like, you know, I'm going to control what I can control. I'm going to leave what I can't. These girls could eat me alive, but I'm going to leave that. I'm yep. going to back my knowledge in what I know because I know this shit. I'm mm-hmm. prepared. I'm well organized and I'm passionate about it. Yep. I'm not nervous. I'm excited and I'm just going to take this opportunity and go for it.
0: Amazing. Well, wow, boom, that's the podcast there, mate. That was good. It Wrap yep. it up. And and that's so true. I mean, yesterday I had a mentoring session with someone who owned a gym and he was amazing and the passion was there and yeah. he's like, you know, I'll watch you guys and Sherelle and all this. But his issue was, again, worrying that he did not know enough, even though from the outside view, I'm like, you are a very switched on guy, yes. but because of those thoughts, he was very uh, trying to use anatomical terms when talking with his clients and which a lot of us do until you realize it, your Mm. clients want everything simplified. Okay. They do not, unless they ask, it depends where you're, where you're talking, right? If you're in a university lecture, different story. If you're with clients from downtown on the gym, floor, they're not going to want to know. Okay. So don't put that pressure on yourself, be Mm. relatable, be fun, Mm. simplify, use your energy. You do know enough. Okay. Mm. For your situation. So a lot of us get caught up in that and it is so common, but put yourself in the environment where your knowledge is enough. Mm. Okay. And then spend time learning more, but recognize don't learn out of panic. A, because when you're in fight or flight, you do not retain any information. We've all done that last minute exam prep. You don't retain anything. Just enjoy the
1: learning journey, okay? Mm. That's what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. And I know um, we've spoken about this a lot is being Mm. like, you do know enough. And the matter of fact is if you're comparing yourself to people who know more, there's always got to be someone smarter and there's always going to be someone steps ahead of you, you know, but you don't have to be the first and you don't have to be the best. Like you just have to be a leader in your space, in your community, for your people and serve them, right? We're not, for a lot of us aren't talking to a lecture group, you know, Mm. we want to make I don't care about looking smart. I just want people to understand what I'm saying. You yeah. know, that, that's the end result. We want people to understand what we're saying and take it on. And I know what it feels like to listen to things and be like, what did you even say? Mm. Like, just do you have to use that, that <laughs> no. word? Otherwise you don't people... know it well enough if you use it. And we had Dr.
0: Yep. Mike on last week. Um, Fantastic. And he is a university lecturer, but the way he delivered the information, we're
1: like, Post oh, perfect. that is epic. The yeah. Processes. Relatable that, anecdotes, perfect. Yep. And it comes down to that, you know, what's that saying? And it's sort of like, if you know it well enough, you can simplify it. What is that quote? Oh um- you have to teach it as if you're saying it to a
0: five-year-old, otherwise you don't know it well enough type
1: yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what you find is people who actually don't have the confidence in certain subjects, they overcomplicate everything Yeah, rather yeah. than like making it simple and just giving the bread and butter of what you actually need. Um, yeah. But anyways, sure. we'll move on to growth mindset, which is what we sort of started talking yeah. about. But instead of fixating on what could go wrong, like cultivating a growth mindset is really important to protecting mm. that confidence.
0: It's so important. And, you know, we we all like being good at what we do, of awesome. course, but we always have to be open to feedback, okay? Mm. Constructive criticism. Ask for it from your mentors. Ask for it from your friends, just mm. the right people who are going to give you the right advice, and from yourself. If you're doing writing down things at the end of the night, like what you do, Sherelle, cool. Ask yourself, how could I have improved, mm. okay? That's mm. important, Like, mm. but easier said than done. Sometimes... You know, if someone's upset at you or you haven't really given a good service or you, your client didn't get the result that they want, okay, it's shit. It doesn't mm. feel nice, but it's real life. All right, what can I control? Again, control. Cool. I can uh, figure out what I need to do better next time.
1: Mm. Yeah, That's all you and can I- do. Yeah. I always think about like positivity and growth mindset. I almost, I said it then like positivity because you just hear it so much. It's like be positive. Positivity
0: means suppressing your emotions. I've been there. Yeah. Try to be positive all the time. Like a Buddha, you will, it will come up. You can't (laughs) suppress that shit. Just embrace
1: your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Feel it, like allow Mm. yourself to sit in that uncomfortable state for a while. And if you like start feeling like you're going down a negative spiral, that's when it's like, okay, you know, I have to, and what I was going to say is flexing your growth set muscle, right? Because Mm. I feel like the more often that you actually look for what you're grateful for and some of the positive things in a shitty situation, the more often you do that, the easier it becomes to look at your cup being half full rather than half empty, Mm -hmm. Um, one of the journaling things that i do every night is i've got this journal called the 5 minute journal and it's mm. just 5 minutes real quick one of the questions is like three things that you're grateful for or that went well or whatever it is um and just doing that right like every night three things you you run out of talking about the weather you know you really yeah. <laughs> Deep. um <laughs> but it's it's awesome because i feel like i'm quite an optimistic person i yeah. like we all have bad days we all have mm. shitty sessions we've just spoken about this um but all in all when you learn to really practice positivity and, and foster a growth mindset and learn how to default to that you know it becomes so much easier to include that throughout the day
0: yeah yeah exactly it becomes your habit it becomes hardwired in your dna and your way of thinking yeah mm perfect for sure did I tell you how my
1: car got towed one time did I tell you about that
0: let's tell it again what
1: was it again (laughs) I I parked I parked what's what more is there to say I parked in a tow way
0: (laughs) did not know
1: this is a while ago this is a few months ago yeah Um, but something I I do because what else do you do is like when something uncomfortable or shitty happens just smile and laugh and that's all I did is I walked out and I was like where's my car? Oh, God. <laughs> and I just laughed. I called Luke laughing. I was like, I think one, my car's either been stolen or towed. So yes. I hope it's been towed <laughs> anyways. And I was I was like, you don't have to come pick me up. It was like on the other side of Melbourne, you can and pick me up. Oh. I called the tow way thinking like, what do I do? And they just said, come here. Um, if your car's been towed, it's going to be here. So I went there nearly a thousand dollars. That's fine oh no i just i just laughed (sighs) but luke was like oh my god and i'm like (laughs) like what's the what else can you do i just gotta pay it like whatever
0: fuck it like you learn for next time don't park there
1: i have anxiety now around tow ways oh you would but when things don't go your way and it's complete like the results happened it's out of your control Mm. like just smile and just laugh and just (laughs) roll on with it
0: (laughs) yeah well It's interesting because obviously you were in a good headspace that day, but imagine if that was like the seventh thing, like you walk out, like you, I don't know, you wake up, you the eggs are missing. Like you've run out of eggs or you walk out, you stub your toe on the door or your outfits in the wash that you're meant to wear. It all compounds, right? That's why morning rituals is so important and energy protection is so important because we can't let those things compound. Okay. Give like, Pre-plan as much as you can, obviously. We can't predict mm. the future, but try not to get you in those situations where things compound, where the last thing, your car's towed and then you go punch a hole in a wall, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like we can prevent that in a way too. And it just, yeah. you're allowed to get angry. If you had felt angry at the time, cool, but then don't fixate in it. All right, yeah. it's happened. I'm pissed off. It's not nice. All right, mm. what can I do different? Don't park in the tollway zone.
1: Yeah. I've what else that can last you do? but i also think that it can be a slippery slope where we start uh, like something that just i just hate when i when i hear people just speak to themselves like i'm such an idiot i fucking deserve yeah. this i just i i really like I, it's the one thing i hate is like how mm. people speak to themselves with such a negative mindset sometimes it's being like we should never ever ever i don't care what sort of mindset never like talk, speak to yourself In the way way that you wouldn't speak to a friend, yeah, I mean, like that's the definition of self-compassion. And I feel like even if you want to, don't practice it. That's what you're Mm. doing every time you default to that behavior. I'm so stupid. In your subconscious. Yep, yep. And Mm. I think you know, it takes time and effort and confidence and trust and work and all these sorts of things to actually build a really solid self-worth. But it's worth practicing in those testing times too.
0: Yeah. Well, whether it be in the form of affirmations or changing your environment, if you're around people who help you, like allow you to feel pretty bad, removing from your environment or your workplace or anything. And we have spoken about all this before, but yeah, to have those negative Affirmative. Mm. I don't know what they're called when they're negative, but yeah, that's wide in your subconscious. And then you will attract more of, the, of those things. Mm. If you come from a place of abundance and love and prosperity, you will attract more of that in your life. Okay. We are ener- we're ener—we're big balls of energetic fields and not to get all quantum physics on everyone, but you know, we've done some work in this ourselves. If you want to draw those things into your life, put out that energy. Okay. 100%. Yeah, that, that's how we've been able to do what we do. Yes, we work. We have the most insane work ethic you'd ever see, mm. but we put out the energy. We visualise what we want and we fucking take the opportunity. I don't know why I'm swearing so much today. I'm passionate today. <laughs> Me we too. I've dropped it. a few. It's not we like take
1: us. the opportunity. <laughs> it's like the, um, remember how I, I tagged you in that screenshot of my diary from a couple of years ago? Yep. Insane. I reckon if I looked at that, there would be speaking in a school, of you know, like the things that you write down, the shit that you actually visualize and start looking for. Like there's one thing about being like oh, manifesting, visualize, you got to do the work, of course. Do the work the, too. The more like that you're making this known, the more that you use the language that you want to be known for, the more that you put what you want to do out into the world, the more likely it's going to come back. And then it's like, yep. oh, cool. No surprise. Like oh, there's okay.
0: no other option. And then you start noticing opportunities that align with the vision align with the person that you are Mm. you can't just switch on yes I mentioned switching on into character before presenting okay that's tapping into a a part of who you are Mm. but your core your subconscious those thoughts words actions make you that being the Mm. person that you need to be to get the results so you need Mm. to show up as them every day Mm. who would my ultimate person show up as what are the actions that they would take that's how you get what you want. That's yeah. how you notice opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um,
1: and that, oh, a <laughs> journey. But that moves on <laughs> That moves on to my next one, which is vulnerability and Mm. someone I absolutely love. And I think I've made some posts on the um, Instagram page with some of her Mm. quotes is Brené Brown. And she's one of like the leading researchers in shame and vulnerability. And she has an incredible TED talk on vulnerability. She does a lot of work with like organizations and businesses about cultivating like a safe, vulnerable environment and how that actually like um, how that helps like creativity and innovation in workplaces. Because Mm specifically vulnerability has been seen as a sign of weakness. I oh, am. Yeah. She's been sort of one at the forefront in the researching side, pushing or actually no, being vulnerable um, is, is a big part of innovation and creativity and making brands and businesses and, and personal brands stand out the most. And mm. um, I wrote down here as well, like being vulnerable often doesn't feel nice. Like being vulnerable and really putting yourself out there and being like, it just makes me going to go, oh like
0: mm, oh, all mm, so it's, yucky. That's it's work. like
1: Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, do it all the time. Um, but it does breed innovation and creativity and it makes you so relatable. Like the amount of yes. times I'll do stuff and be like, people be like, oh my God, me too. And mm-hmm. there's so much power in those two words, like me too, like creating, normalizing things, actions, processes that we all go through because we're not always on with a strong mindset, fixed, confident. All of the time we have limiting beliefs sharp, just like everyone else. Of course. But Difference is like the practices and the self-awareness and the default behaviours that we go back to because we know how important these are because you can't sit like that.
0: You can't, yeah. And from a professional view, yes, as you mentioned, but also personal relationships, friend, family, partners. How can you give love if you're not open to receive it or yeah. vice versa. Okay. And I went through this um, a few years ago when I started, you know, embarking in the journey of meditation and, oh, I need to be stoic all day, every day. And I can't let anything trigger me. And, and it was a big, um, it was, it, I got a lot of shit done. I mean, I competed, I've finished all that stuff, but then I didn't feel emotion. And you mm. can't be a human and not feel the highs and lows, okay? It's, it's so important because I used to view vulnerability as weakness until I came across Brene Brown's book and people told me, Danny, you need to, you know, maybe just try this. I'm like, wow, vulnerability actually is strength. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. and it is being a human. Mm. You have to. Mm.
1: Yeah. And I want to read out one of her quotes um, mm. that I came across. So yeah, she does have a couple of good books. Um, one of the ones I, I finished recently any, like any coach should really read this. It's called Dare to Lead. Yes. Um. So oh, it's the, probably the best book I've ever read. I'm going to say that. Great the book, best yeah. book I've ever read. Um. So a lot of cheap seats in the arena are filled with people who never venture onto the floor they just hurdle mean-spirited critics and put down from a safe distance the problem is when we stop caring what people think and stop feeling hurt by cruelty we lose our ability to connect but when we're defined by what people think we lose the courage to be vulnerable therefore we need to be selective about the feedback we let into our lives for me, it's not in the arena, also getting your ass kicked. It's not, I'm not interested in your feedback. Mm-hmm. So, basically, summarizing like when you're on the gym floor, in social media, or in a seminar, or in a school, like putting yourself out there, making yourself vulnerable to share your passion and doing what you're doing. If people laugh, if people bicker, if people speak poorly of you, they're not in the arena doing the hard work like you and therefore their criticism and feedback means nothing.
0: Means nothing. Oh, brilliant. Goosebumps, man. You know, you get a lot of people booing from the side or oh, you might not, but you know what I mean? If we're bringing it back to the arena, you can boo from the sidelines, but mate, try stepping into the arena yourself then. Yeah. You don't. It's it's so much easier, and that is the biggest cop-out ever. That's mm. why you know your environment is so important because yes, there are a lot of people in the sidelines, and that's fine. They might mm. be cheering from the sidelines, and you say thank you so much. Awesome. Mm. But for the ones that you know are booing or or criticizing, well, they never stepped into it in mm. the first
1: place. They never fought. Yeah, that's yeah. what this
0: game is.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Amazing. something that um I've come to realize is that. You know when when you say something and and people might be sarcastic and sort of laugh at what you're saying. Like, did you mean to say? <laughs> and what, what? But what people do is they use humor when they're uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. So when
1: when people are uncomfortable, they laugh to make themselves feel better, to get dopamine, to get that surge, to get to get those happy hormones floating around their blood. And to me now, I know that I'm like, mm. okay, they're really they're insecure in what I've said. I buy that triggered them insulted something they're doing or they're feeling judged or like challenged so it's just about really depersonalizing the situation and be like cool like you know i i have self-trust I have a growth mindset. I'm in control. I'm being vulnerable. I'm in the arena. You know, yeah. I just need to approach this and and always remove, never respond with anger and ego. <sighs> it's a big one for me. I watch we watch a lot of egos butt heads. And I just think, you look like idiots. No one wins in this. No anger is always the wrong answer.
0: Yeah. There's there's a lot of people that need help in this world. And I <laughs> I had someone um, I was on the phone to her for coaching just before, and she listened to one of our episodes and she was like. You know, when you you guys, you don't hold everything a secret. A lot of people, you know, they help people but on their terms And and you and I share a lot of free advice and value because everyone, so many people need help, right? Why, mm. who do we think we are to be the only ones who can help people? We need mm. to just, as a society, as a community, we all need to help each other and some mm. people aren't about that and that's okay, but they can go... They can go over there. We just need to keep um, attracting people who have the same values as us.
1: Yeah. 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 And I have so much respect for people that say, I don't know, or I'm not sure, or, Mm. you know, those sorts of things. And and that's like ego breeds from not saying that, from Mm. being like, I do have all the answers. Like if you don't be vulnerable and sort of like, (laughs) admit to to being better that's all it is like putting yep. your guard down so you, you can level up and be better and gain more knowledge if you get so biased and fixated and emotionally tied to ways of doing you'll never make progress but yeah the yeah. vulnerability concept is so important regardless, like personal and professional. But what I want to say is that personal is professional. Mm. As coaches, people don't aren't coming to you for really what you do. They're coming for who you are as well as a person. Yeah, both. They want you, they want, they want, they want you because of your mindset and the way you do things and the way that you coach and teach and educate. And it's so important to understand that personal is professional these days. So show both. Yeah, you have to be relatable and mm.
0: yeah, it's interesting, you know, the whole comfort zone thing and it can look different from every person, you know, whether it's as small as putting the washing on or presenting at a school or at a seminar, it's, mm. we all go through it and and to truly grow as humans and particularly a lot of the type A personalities that listen to this podcast, we thrive off that mm. because I know if I never made the move, I will regret it. Mm. no matter how much discomfort comes from it you might feel sick and nervous and excited and all of that but to live your life knowing you never took the chance yeah that is what hurts that hurts imagine looking back on your life and you're like i never did that thing because i was scared like that is poison to me i oh i fear that i fear not taking the action
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think um, something that gives me a lot of perspective is when I used to work in um, aged care, I used to work in palliative aged care when it was Mm. high level, low level. Mm. And I just sort of think far out, like, we're all going to end up like this. Like life is so short and yeah. regret is the worst thing that we could ever live with, more worse than people laughing at us, more worse than any discomfort. Yeah. So that that's what made me quit my job yeah. was being like I will regret not taking this opportunity right now and just grabbing it while I can. Mm-hmm. The comfort zone's going to be there for me later on if I really want it. You know, yeah. I can always go back to doing things. We can always step back into comfort. Yeah. Um But, you know, I do believe in timing. And when opportunities Mm. come, you have to take them or someone else will. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Mm.
0: I suppose it's very timely. So let's talk about something uncomfortable that's coming up for us, hey? Well, you've done your seminar actually yeah well i uh, so this is a very timely episode so in two weeks i'm doing something pretty uncomfortable oh that's right oh, i haven't, right. right. yeah i haven't really so i'm moving to sydney from melbourne and this is massive for me growing up being a homebody like with my parents back then um you know and obviously i'm a very different person now but i'm being vulnerable staying authentic to myself doing what needs to do for my next phase of life not only professionally but as a woman So I found love in Sydney and I'm going to move there, (laughs) which is huge. I'm finally off off the map, off the market, Um, (laughs) which is bittersweet. I mean, there's a lot going on and I'm trying not to get overwhelmed of all the beautiful, my friends and family who they're like, fuck, okay, you're moving in two weeks, let's catch up. And I'm like, I love you all and thank you. but." You know, I, I can't deal. So mm. I'm having to, you know, be wary of my time and my triggers and, mm. and the highs and lows that are coming. But it's, yeah, it's cool and I'm excited. So yeah. that's yeah. my next big move. Like the seminars was my pretty big one. Fuck it, I'll just move states. I always try and one-up myself. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but I'm yeah. going to miss you. Even though we we catch up on Zoom every week, right? Yeah,
1: it'll be like nothing. What it'll is Sydney same. to Melbourne? It'll be totally fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. You've always said about Sydney and and now you're doing it and you know the stars are lining up and mm. it's exciting. It's such an exciting time for you. I think anyone as well. Um, you know Danny might be able to sort of elaborate on this. Like isolation is hard when you're single, right? And and it's sort of a big void that a lot of people felt during that lockdown. And I really want to acknowledge that for people because I think mm. it would have been incredibly hard you know and I you don't know
0: any different right but it, it, it is hard you need to tap into a whole I mean I've been single for six years so I've really become who I am because of that and it's great like I might not I wouldn't be who I am today without that but mm. then I, I felt really more secure in my career and everything and I'm like you know what I'm ready just to put that energy mm. out there Okay. Again, back to energy. I'm ready now because my story was if I found someone, it would slow me down. And that was my limiting belief. And I truly believed it to my subconscious until I changed that inner dialogue. Mm. And then, and found, said, no, you know, I'm ready now. I'm independent. I've got my career sorted. Great. All right. I'm ready for that next phase of life. Lo and behold, you meet someone it's, Mm. there's so much power
1: in energy and words. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it blows my mind. Mm. Yeah, and you've got to be receptive. You've got to be, you've mm. got to like open up the gates, right? Like you have to be in the right space for this mm. to happen. Otherwise, we miss opportunities. Like I said, yeah. it's all just opportunities. And if we're so busy in the hustle and bustle and sticking to Google Calendar and not leaving room and for spontaneous activities and ventures out and mm. random drinks and those sorts of things, you do miss it. Like you yeah. would. And um, even though I've been with Luke for a long time, like when we compete, right, like it's, we have a hermit lifestyle. It'd be incredibly yeah. hard. Yeah, for sure. And well, that's why I worked so hard because
0: I felt lonely and I was filling that void and it didn't yeah. have to be with the guy, you know, even just friendships and social, yeah. but then I just worked so hard. So we find, we find ways to overcome and, and give that validation, but then it comes to a point where beautiful opportunities come up you get to really reflect and say what truly fulfills me Mm. business only fulfills you so much as Mm. a woman, as a man, you know, so it's just Mm. a part of life, but it Mm. always comes back down to your self-awareness and the timing of the opportunities. Cause as you say, they're everywhere, but it's just about you. Do you say yes here? Do you say no there? Yeah. That's the game of life, right?
1: It's always an adventure. Absolutely. I think as well, like relationships are everything like work is fine but it's the people that you meet it's the connection that you make it's the lives that you can change like as corny as cliche as that sounds like we are human beings and we need to be with other people not just via zoom not just on a a social media like we need human connection it's such a fundamental part of being who we are and i i do it unintentionally like i'm such a touchy person when Mm. i see like a hug and a Mm. kiss on the cheek and even with patients i would touch them like i'm just Mm. such a touchy person and i sort of realize that We probably all should be that way. It's just society, and especially now, how Mm. it's sort of changed that interaction.
0: Yeah. But all in good time. I mean, who you bring into your world is very, I'm always, we're both very protective over that. And it, it took me six years and that's fine. And some people listening probably more, but you know, use, I'm not going to use the word isolation because that has a negative word, but I used to tell myself solitude, like I'm standing, I'm a soldier for now on my own, really fucking fine. Again, I'm swearing. See, I don't know what today is really just, you know, finding my mission as you know independence growth all of that cool embrace the time of solitude everyone because your yeah. time it will be okay so yeah. just embrace it yeah
1: fierce independence That's i think it. we have um and a woman but like you know we've united and we've created this amazing podcast and i think mm. that so much comes from relationships and connection you know it mm. doesn't have to all be on your own
0: Yep. Amazing. What an episode. I don't know. I feel better pumped. There's a lot in that. <laughs> a lot of yeah. emotions. There's I need to go for a walk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a bit of a walk happening, right? Yeah. Cool. But we hope you guys enjoyed um, the episode, a bit more of a mindset one on comfort zones and building up confidence. So hopefully you can take some of these key skills that we've um, spoken about in like identifying comfort zones, you know, fostering that self-trust, growth mindset, and of course, vulnerability. Um, So if you did enjoy this episode, please do take a screenshot, um, post it up on the socials, tag myself, tag Danielle, and of course, the Level Up podcast. Cool. Catch all your sydney sliders soon.